Hey, this is Pat Selena, right? Yes, it is. Hey, this is Nick from Bike Talk. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Well, um, you have a really big, important event coming up at the Bike Youth Summit in New York City, January 13th to 15th. And, uh, you're with Recycle a Bike. Are you the director? Yes, I am. I'm the director of Recycle a Bicycle based here in New York City. Well, it's uh, great to have you on the line. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. It's really great to be here. Of course. Um, I heard about it through Think Tank, which is a great uh, source of information. And um, could you uh, just t- give me a brief description of the event, and then we'll hand you to April from Chicks on Bikes? Uh, absolutely. Um, so the Youth Bike Summit is a three-day national conference geared toward youth, bikes, education, and advocacy. And every year, Recycle a Bicycle brings uh, teenage interns down to the League of American Bicyclists National Bike Summit in Washington, D.C., and it's always a really wonderful and very inspiring event. And some of our youth from a couple years back um, were so inspired that they wanted to find a creative way to engage uh, more young voices and visions in the National Bicycling Advocacy Movement. And so this will be our second annual Youth Bike Summit, and it's hosted by the New School in Manhattan. Well, that's cool. How did you get that connection? Um, well, we here in, in New York, it's, it's kind of interesting. Um, it's a lot of small neighborhoods next to other small neighborhoods, and um, one of the things that is a very positive uh, result of that is that partnerships are um, practiced and they tend to be very strong. We have a lot of really wonderful, uh, rich partnerships with different schools and organizations um, and city agencies throughout New York City. And we teach a class at the new school. We teach a bike repair class um, through the Eugene Lane School. We also participate um, with a design, a bike design studio class at Parsons, which are both part of the new school. And so when it came time to identify a local institution that could accommodate people coming from far and wide um, <clears throat> with keynote speakers and workshop topics, um, we reached out to the new school and they um, have been very, very wonderful to work with. They've been a really great host of the Youth Bike Summit. All right. Well, I'm going to hand you over to April, who's very excited to talk to you. Uh, and, um, so, there she is. Excellent. Thanks. Hey, Pasqualina. Hi, April. Nice to speak with you. So it's nice to talk to you, too. We are speaking with Pasqualina Azzarello, the Executive Director of uh, Recycle a Bicycle, and the... Um, uh, shall I say the first word that's coming to my mind, muse, behind the Youth Bike Summit? <laughs> um, so I wanted to uh, thank you for all of your hard work and dedication towards the the, uh, the future of the planet, if you will, um, and uh, acknowledge you for, for working with youth and for making a difference. So thank you. Well, thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Um so, how does the summit differ differ from last year to this year? Um, well, 
That is very, it's a very interesting question, and I think in many ways we are yet to find out. Um, however, we have to, um, one of the things that uh, was so interesting about last year's summit is we really um, expected this to be a primarily local outreach effort. And uh, there's something very magical about the Internet. And there's also something that's pretty remarkable about the level at which people really have been engaging young people in the bicycle advocacy movement. And so by creating a space uh, for the Youth Bike Summit the first year, um, we had more than 200 people come from 14 states in Canada to participate. And it was an, a complete surprise um, to all of us here at Recycle a Bicycle. Um, and it really just um, reinforced and confirmed just how deep and rich um, this movement is. People have been working really hard for a really long time, and it was really exciting to be able to step inside a space that really welcomed that and really um, really facilitated a, a uh, intergenerational exchange um, regarding issues that affect all bicyclists. And so. Based on the level of excitement, and it was so wonderful to meet so many other people from different cities throughout the country who have been involved in this movement, um, what was really clear was that desire to connect. And the way I describe it is, you know, almost wanting to formalize this network, this national network of youth bike education organizations that on one hand very much exists, and it was just this great opportunity um, to really acknowledge that um, all in the same room together. And so based on that uh, and sort of building upon that momentum that was established last year, I had reached out to a number of directors and program directors of youth bike education programs from all over the country and invited them to participate on a steering committee um, to oversee the planning and outreach for the 2012 Youth Bike Summit. And so that was really the first difference, is having this be a more collective and more national effort from the start. Um, and we've had a number or, of organizations um, who were very, very active and who've been really instrumental in shaping this year's conference. I just want to give a big shout-out to Bike Works in Seattle, Bikes Not Bombs in Boston, Neighborhood Bike Works in Philadelphia, Sibley Bike Depot in St. Paul and West Town Bikes in Chicago um, because they've just been incredible to work with. That's great. So, um, well, that was my my next question. So, so you've <laughs> had internet or national partnership, and, and how long have you been? Uh, how many meetings did you guys have? How much dedication or how much work did did you all do prior to to the summit? Um, well, there's been a number of things that have happened throughout the year. There was a lot of follow-up after last year's summit with a number of the groups um, that had come to the to the Youth Bike Summit, and that led to more active correspondence throughout the year. Um, Recycle a Bicycle also, um, for the first time, traveled throughout the country and spoke at a number of national conferences for the American Planners Association, for Safe Routes to School. Uh, we participated in the Thunderhead retreat okay. uh, with the Alliance for Biking and Walking. So there was kind of like this 
um, you know, it's like when you stir the sediments at the bottom of a pond and all of a sudden there's all these minerals and everything becomes much more uh, easy to access. So I think that was um, kind of a big part of it following up from last year's summit. And going into this year's summit, um, we began our conversations in September. Um, we introduced some new um, aspects to this year's conference um, through working as a steering committee. We had a Youth Bike Summit art competition and a Youth Bike Summit essay competition where each of the winners um, were granted $500 travel scholarships to attend this year's summit. We also um, discussed that while it is so important to engage young people, that's one of the requirements of the Youth Bike Summit is that each of the workshop sessions have young people who are active leaders in facilitating okay. um, the presentation. And working with the steering committee, we also talked about how important it is to also have um, to facilitate an opportunity at the summit where administrators, educators, instructors um, involved in this work can also come together and talk about best practices, fundraising strategies, challenges, and things that affect um, each of our organizations um, more internally. So we've also added a staff track um, to each of the three workshop sessions throughout um, the Saturday of the Youth Bike Summit. Okay. And so um, looking at the, the registration, uh, or the registrants for 2012, is it, what is the makeup? Is it 50-50 youth, adults, and where are they coming from? Um, well, we have um, a pretty exciting um, lineup so far in terms of people who've registered for the conference. Uh, we have people coming in from California, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, Missouri, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Oregon, Pennsylvania, wow. Washington, Washington, D.C., Wisconsin. And I just heard yesterday we've got a troop coming in from London. Um, oh, wow, that's so inspiring. Yeah, so it really is. Last year it was about 35% youth and 60% adults. Um, and this year we're hoping for um, a little bit more of a balanced um, ratio between youth and adults. Um, I think the aim is really 50-50. Okay. Um, and I know a, a number of educators who had come last year to check it out um, are planning to bring more of their students this time around. That's great. That's great. So I'd like to hear a little bit about the winners. Would you be okay talking about the contest winners? Yeah. Um both of the winners are from BikeWorks in Seattle. Uh, Sterling Quinn uh, wrote a very inspiring essay about how once upon a time he started um, as a young man in the program, and he talks about his mentor um, and how inspiring he was. And eight years later, um, Sterling now holds the same position um, that his mentor once did and what that process is and what that process meant uh, for him. And Miranda Kubaski is the winner of the Youth Bike Summit art competition, and she made a really beautiful um, collage, which can be found on our website. It's recycleabicycle.org, and it's basically a piece that addresses 
um, the fact that a bicycle can take you wherever you'd like to go. Oh, sorry, I'm not speaking into the microphone. <laughs> that sounds great. Well, we'll have to look up that uh, those links and um, support you. Actually, I will uh, repost once I find those those links. Um, so I wanted to hear a little bit about the Recycle a Bicycle programs and how they overlap with the summit. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, well, Recycle a Bicycle has been uh, based in New York City since 1994. We just celebrated our 17th birthday. Um, and Recycle a Bicycle started as a youth program of uh, transportation alternatives, which is the primary advocacy organization for pedestrians and bicyclists in, in New York. And we started um, as a very small-scale operation. It was a handful of tools, a handful of kits, and a handful of bikes. And the basic idea was to um, salvage uh, unwanted bicycles um, and use them as the materials um, to educate people um, through a job training program where kids learned to refurbish bicycles. And then the bikes were reintroduced to New York City streets, and it's just a series of ingredients, as many people know, that makes a whole lot of sense um, from a, an environmental standpoint, a transportation standpoint, and a youth development standpoint. And as the organization, um, as the program began to grow, um, the city began to change. And so it's, you know, taken 17 years, but one of the things that I find really fascinating is the fact that our organization is living in a New York City that is so very different than the one we were born in. And so the number of resources that are now available um, to the work we do is really tremendous, and it's very, very exciting. Um, our organization currently consists of two storefronts, um, an education center, and eight school-based programs across all five boroughs. And so we work with young people in a few different ways. A number of high schools in New York City have internship requirements where students choose um, different sites throughout the city that they want to work in based on their interests. So there are teenagers who work in offices on Wall Street. There are kids who work um, a recycle bicycle. And there's a whole range of kinds of places where they can be placed, but essentially they earn school credit in exchange for the work that they do um, here in the shop. And in our school-based programs, um, those shops are not retail stores, but we basically um, transform a classroom into a bike shop, and kids can either take um, bike mechanics class as an elective during their school day. Some of them are only after-school programs, um, but students who go through those programs uh, earn bicycles. So once they put in 18 hours into the shop, they can earn a frame that they can build for themselves, and there's no limit to how many times they can do that. So we have kids building bikes for their moms and their cousins, and wow, they'll graduate from middle school or high school and come back in the summer, and it really is just a growing family um, that continues. And you said they can earn school credit, or they do earn school credit as well. What types of school credits are they earning? 
Um, an elective credit. Some of them are elective okay. credits and some of them are internship credits. So um, a number of schools have a required number of internship or community service hours mm-hmm. that students have to um, meet um, in order to graduate. How Was it hard to get these programs started in the schools? Um, you know, the relationship from one school to another really determines um, the success of the program. Um, As I was saying earlier, partnerships are really very key to not just the establishment of our organization, but, you know, in in our continuing to grow, it's really through cultivating the strength of old partnerships and new partnerships. Um, and so I think that that relationship with the school really determines everything. Um, and it really varies from school to school what a program looks like. Okay. So they are. So we have some schools, for example, that will initiate, you know, a community bike drive or a community bike collection or a community bike sales. There's a lot of local efforts. Um, but Recycle a Bicycle provides um, all of the resources um, to set up a school. So, for example, once upon a time, um, we would send our own instructors to run programs at different schools. And as we continue to grow, we realized it's just impossible to be every place at once. And we don't really want to be every place at once. We really want people um, to do this, to refurbish bikes, to engage young people, to engage communities and to get more bikes on the streets of New York. And so now the way we approach school-based programs is we um, will be commissioned by either the Department of Education or the school itself to train instructors who work already within the school community to teach um, the bike-building program. We cycle a bicycle supplies um, between three and 400 bikes to our school-based shops every year, and they refurbish those bicycles and then reintroduce them into the city streets. Wow, so it really has a huge reach. That's incredible. Yeah, it does. It was just last year we opened up our first shop on Staten Island, um, so that put us on on five boroughs, and and it is. Um, We just actually set up another school program a couple weeks ago, and we've got another one coming up uh, on the horizon. Wonderful. Oh, and Nick has a question. Hi, Pascalina. Hi there. Um, We are going to talk to somebody from Jefferson High School here in L.A. pretty soon who started a bike club. Oh, great. Um, They have a problem, though. They don't have parts. They don't Um, have parts? Yeah, they don't have parts. Interesting. Um, so it sounds like you guys, that's exactly the business you guys are in. Yeah. I'm, I'm just no, wondering. I'm happy to talk to them. Yeah. So we'll, we'll set them up with you. Maybe there's somebody in LA doing the same thing you're doing? Uh, yeah. I think there are a number of, uh, youth bike organizations, um, all over the country. Okay. Here, I'm going to give you back to April. Okay, so so back to the summit. Um, what do the adults learn from the kids? And and I want to know if it's, does this summit tend to be more fun in capital letters because of the involvement with kids? 
Um, well, I think so. Um, we had a tremendous amount of fun at last year's Youth Bike Summit. Um, and I think that one of the things um, that we learned here in the work that we do and something that we very much saw taking place at last year's summit is I think it's really important to acknowledge, um, you know, the the larger bicycle advocacy movement, for example, doesn't need just doesn't just need, you know, young voices and young visions. Um, I think that that's really important to incorporate a diverse range of perspectives, you know, in every which way um, regarding any national conversation, um, sure. especially when policies involved and infrastructure um, that affects all people who ride bicycles, regardless of their reasons for riding. Um, but I think it's also really important to acknowledge the ways that young people also really need the uh, direction of adults. Um, people can have great ideas and all this energy, um, but working with someone who has experience and can facilitate an opportunity and resources for those ideas to, you know, be developed and come into fruition in ways that can be applied um, in an integrated and powerful way is also really important. And I think that oftentimes when I've traveled to different national conferences, you know, talking about youth engagement and community engagement, I think sometimes adults are feel like they're at a loss in terms of not knowing what to do. Like, well, how do I engage young people? Like, you look around you and there's all these young people, you know, what are, like, how do we work together? Uh-huh. And I think that adults can really do so much in just creating a space, but really allowing um, the the voices of young people to determine the course of the conversation. I think adults um, forget to listen, and I think it's something that's really, really important as the, you know, larger movement and larger dialogue continues to grow. Wonderful. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, so, yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of your hard work. I'm a huge fan of what you're doing, and um, I look forward to, to watching the the summit grow and and how the cycle of bicycle grows as well. So, and hopefully we'll get to meet you someday. Yeah, <laughs> that would be wonderful. All right. Well, thank you so much. This was wonderful to talk to you all, and uh, really appreciate uh, the time to speak. Yes, you're welcome. Is that it? You want to add anything else? No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay. All right, Pasqualina. Have a great event, and uh, thanks again. All right. Thanks so much. Hey, my man is what I am, you proud to be. Who wants my size, whatever second till he dies. Who would I want up any yard, 21 must be. One feet in the air, we don't care, we really, really. You can turn on the avenue. Saw this girl that looked down my new. Hey, girl, how is your day? Hey, hey, she looked at me and this is what she said. She said, she don't want no bicycle man. Well, she is looking for a car man. I want to drive some minivan. I looked at her in spine of white AM. She realized it didn't like her style. But bicycle man is what I am. It's proud to be. Who watch my style? Well, we're stuck and dilly dally. Who will I want a penny or 21 past three? One thing in the air, we don't pay, we really, really. 
The next day, she see me in a motor car. Flag me down, ask me if I'm going far. I looked at her, do you remember yesterday? She looked at me, and this is what she had to say. So she don't want no bicycle man. Oh, she is looking for a car, man, I want to drive a minivan. I looked at her, and smiled a while, hey. She realized, didn't like her style. But bicycle man, that's what I am. It's proud to be. Who I from fly, well, we're psychic, really, daddy. Who would I want up in New York, 21 passes? One wheel in the air, we don't play, we really, really. I'm riding, riding. Big press while the bike. So I have Kelly Budding on the phone, and Kelly is the, actually, what is your title of the Jefferson? I'm the coordinator. I coordinate the budget. Um, and well, so you're calling about, yeah, and you're also very uh, interested in environment and environmental programs that go on yes. in the city and schools. Yes, we, I'm also the coordinator. We have a Green Design Academy in its third year, which is a partnership academy from the state. Hmm. So that's kind of what drew my interest in having a bike club. And there was a middle school at Carver's with the Woodcraft Rangers. They had a lowrider bike club mm-hmm. there that I had known about when I because I used to be at Harmony Elementary School, so I would interface with the middle school there. Hmm. And so I was aware of some of their after-school programs. And then when I went over to the high school, I wanted to see some of the after-school programs that they had at the middle school continue in high school. So, yeah, I know the Woodcraft Rangers. I, I'm a teacher at Carver, and they I didn't know they had a low-rider bike program. They did. I, that was before. I think the person who used to run it has since moved on. You know, the the challenge, so here I was like, yeah, let me help the kids have a lowrider bike club, and I don't know anything really about fixing bikes, so um, I was kind of the the teacher sponsor, but I depended on um, a former student of Jefferson, um, Arturo, who would come over and help the students, and I had managed to get the auto shop teacher to open up after school on Wednesdays and at least give us space for school. Which school is this? Over at Jefferson. Because that's where you are now, right? No? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so this is how it started? Yes. So are you still in the auto shop? That's where the, the students meet, yes. I don't necessarily go out there because I've got another teacher. So I have the auto shop teacher who's still out there, Mr. Mandage. Will open up on Wednesdays, and then another the chemistry teacher who's interested also in alternative transportation um, meeting with some of the students out there also. Is it like a what is it kind of self learning? The students come in and they do their thing. Yeah, I mean the the, the auto shop teacher opens it up just with the tools. Um, the students bring their bikes. This is one of the challenges, and uh, if Victor's on. One of the students, he can attest to this. 
um, it's kind of dependent on the students having bike parts and things to work on because it's not really something that the school can provide, you know? Um, right. That's what we just talked to. Were you listening? Yes. Did you hear how they, in New York, they have a program to get bike parts, you know, all the parts to schools? No. That's what they do at Recycle Bike in New York City. They get bikes and bike parts to uh, schools all over the city. So that's what we need here. I know there are a few other, I kind of, at the beginning I'd reached out to, um, there's a group over here in Northeast LA, right? Over off of the Gold Line and then over by Heliotrope. But they're already taking the parts for themselves, you know? Are you talking about bike oven or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, they, uh, I, I got a guy right here named Chicken Leather who, uh, is one of the volunteers there. So, uh, what do you, if you have, is that, is that a question or? Well, if anybody wants to donate parts to the, to the students, that would be, be great. And we did get a donation, um, two years ago with them from the real riders. They're the, the low rider bikes, um, a little further out of South LA. And that helps, um, put three bikes together. So, you know, I mean, it's, as long as there are parts and students, then there's a bike club. <laughs> so you're, you're hooked up with the real riders somehow, right? Do you, you know them? Um, yeah, well, one of the, the girls who work in the office, she's our community rep, her husband was, he had a low rider bike, his name is Edward, and he was, it was a weekend, and he saw them out on a ride. And he pulled over and told them about us and gave them my number and I, he got their number and I gave them a call and they rode out to the school and donated some parts and then they were the ones when we rode over to your debate when you were over at Santee High School. The global debates, yes. Yes. And that was the real riders. They came over. Yeah, and they came over into the auditorium and they brought their bikes in the auditorium. I think that's why I I got into trouble with the school after that. And I think, I think it was, um, that's a whole part of my reputation was built. Like I was a, like a, some kind of rebel or something. (laughs) That's really hilarious. But I can't blame it on the the low low riders. But um, that was they pretty, have cool bikes. They do. They, and they and we're bounce. talking about alternative transportation. It's like it it's cool. not just white middle class people who are doing this. They were the real riders, and yeah. they have a message, and they're a really great group. So. And we never had them on the show. We got to do that. That's really definitely. They were at the last Cicla Via. I saw them. What'd you say? They were at the Cicla Via. I saw them riding around, and they yeah. usually perform in the King Day Parade next weekend. Um, well, cool. We'll, we'll see them. Maybe we'll see them at Cycle Bay again. Yeah, yeah. They're a good group of teammates. Um, you're pretty involved with Cycle Bay. You're a booster. I'm a booster, yes. And I went to one of the meetings when they were talking about bringing it through South LA. Mm-hmm. They wanted to extend it. So I went to one of the organizing meetings and I, of course, lobbied to bring it down Central. Yeah. And they did. They got it a little closer. I, they were saying how, you know, it took a couple of years to get even seven miles and this last one they added three miles and it went up through Chinatown and then down Central Night or Olympics somewhere around there. It was was it like a it had a like a, a separate like there were, there were two there was a second spoke? Yeah, they're adding spokes onto the existing one because it took two years to get the permits and work out the logistics of the city. 
And so they're looking to expand it and add on to the existing route. And part of the criterion is that they go down more thoroughfares because it's easier to close businesses, business streets on mm-hmm. a Sunday because most businesses aren't open and residential. Right. And they should be close to a transit hub. So like the one down central was a spoke off the little Tokyo part. And then they want it to go through kind of historical parts of the city, so there's an interest. And it went as far as the African American uh, Fire Museum. Right, right. On Central. And they could come, I was trying to lobby it to come as closer to um, Jefferson at 42nd, where they have um, the Dunbar Hotel and the constituents building for Council District 9, which is the green building, and it has the first. Uh, municipal rooftop bars. Right, that's a great space. So little by little, you know, it, it's expensive and the city's kind of moving on it. There was somebody else there who was also rallying for Figueroa because that's a big, they've got big plans to turn that into more bike oriented and, you know, ecological transit hub. So, South look for that in the future, yeah. Uh, I have, I remember I said that uh, Chicken Letter is here and he's a volunteer for uh, the bike oven. He, okay. He wanted to ask you a question and then maybe sure. you can you can ask him, you know, your question. Here, sure. here you go. Hi. Good morning. Good morning. I uh my my question is when when um this first got started the Ciclovia in down uh-huh. in in Bogota, Colombia, there was more of a impetus to have it in a poor section of town to to stop drive-by shootings and kind of address the violence and stuff. And yeah. they were amazed that uh, getting out of your car did this. Not not that the car inherently is a bad thing. I'm wondering if you guys are looking at uh, maybe the same thing. It's it's kind of hard to gauge it in Los Angeles because we don't have a crime kind of spree, quote-unquote. But uh, I'm wondering when it's going to get into non you know, let, let's be honest, like uh, poverty, uh, non-affluent kind of neighborhoods and stuff. Absolutely. Well, and that was Starting this whole green academy, I'm trying to do to green the alleys. I don't know if you've ever been through South LA. There are a ton of alleys, so we're trying to green them and have the city as they repave them, make them places to capture water and do lighting. But in the same time, we want to repurpose them and reuse them. So I was hoping to increase bike. Writing, so now there's another constituency to lobby for converting the alley because there's another place for them to ride where there are less cars. There's still cars on alley because people have to access their homes. Um, but by making that one part safer, um, you make it safer for people to walk and to be on their bike. And I think Ciclavia is a perfect um, catalyst to get that going. Well, where can we find out more about these green There's a few websites. Um, I have a little Google site that's, you know, sites.google.com slash green alley. Mm-hmm. And I have a bunch of links there. Um, the city's looking at, they're doing a demonstration alley over by South Park and Avalon by the new high school that they're building, you know, or that's already built, the Central Region Number 16, okay. right by Slauson. And that's with the Trust for Public Land and the CRA. Of course, now Jerry Brown wrote out CRA, 
Okay, do you have a question for Chicken Leather? Well, if he has any products or any way we can connect with expertise um, in putting together bikes or maybe running a workshop um, on bike maintenance, bike care, uh-huh. that would help because I just don't have the, the expertise. Okay, and um, where are you located right now? We're at Jefferson High School, which is at ah. 21st Cinderford. You brought up an interesting subject because uh, there's a couple of people that have tried down there in that area, um, uh-huh. and they weren't getting a lot of community support. I know that uh, uh, one of my friends, Woody, was doing something out of uh, uh, the – oh, God, I'm, I'm lost for a second. It's uh, what the school down on 40th there. I'm, um, I'm at, a, at a 40th and Western. And we're all looking at each other, trying to search for it. Is it Toss, the accelerating school? No, no, it wasn't. It was it was the other one. But they've done some uh, Earth Days and some other things. And the and the uh, the community services unlimited. They they do a lot of their uh, food distribution on bikes. But uh, this was uh, something that you you know what somebody's bending my ear. I I I don't think it was like the Amish, but it was something like them that did it like that. So uh, kind of a a non-religious, but Semi sort of uh, based organization there. I'm I'm trying to get it in my brain. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, we at the bike oven uh, have have actually gone down there and done a couple of uh, uh, things just because of the distance. So it's been on um, uh, Earth Day and things like that. Um, yeah. But uh, we always say that uh, we're we're very supportive of of things downtown. I know that Visa Libre. Hasn't lost their lease, but they're they're kind of shuffling around only because of personnel and stuff. That's that's the biggest thing. Trying to get volunteers to stay sort of uh, charged while while they learn and stuff, and and don't lose that uh, momentum. Nick Nick wants the phone right now. Sure, sure. <laughs> well, it sounds like he's saying it is kind of far for for bike oven, but maybe they'll send out somebody uh, to set something up. And Bisa uh, Libre also. Have you heard of them? No, I haven't. BC is it BC? I think um, they are. I think they do. They 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 try to get bikes to people who need them. So that's another group that we can put you in touch with. Great. Well, just keep us in mind because it is kind of you know right. it's not in the northeast corner. If they know anybody in that area, yeah, that was good. We'll okay. Be happy to- okay, it was the Quakers. That's the um, word. Great. Well, Kelly, we're gonna also talk to Victor. Gonzalez and uh, Mark Mendich. Uh, oh, t- great. Yeah, Mark, is, he's our auto shop teacher who also enjoys gardening. He's a great auto kind of person. <laughs> and he's opened up the shop. And then there's one of my favorite students at Jefferson is getting involved. Um, we, we, okay. So we'll, we'll just leave it up in question who's your favorite because we don't want to, you know, anybody <laughs> could, could then I had to say that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Kelly. Well, it's great to hear all the stuff you're doing. And okay, thank you, Nick. Okay. Good luck. Thank you. you too. Okay, bye. bye.
new dance hall Cause when it comes to soca, say we can do them all Put your mind to the test, get me stepped off your chest And everybody do the dance, no shame left Okay, so we got Mark Mandich on the phone. Mark is the, are you the auto shop teacher at Jefferson, Mark? Uh, yes, I am, yes. And tell me how this got started. Where are you, uh, how'd you get into the bike club? Well, you know, I've been, I've been a shop teacher there for like 15 years now, and I have a pretty nice program, but, uh, as the time went on, I noticed that, uh, more and more students don't have cars. And they, uh, I guess they cannot afford cars, so, I noticed great interest in uh, in bicycles, right. so I I thought it would be a good idea to have a bicycle club, and then this um, um, buddy, you know, buddy, and and uh, uh, she kind of was really instrumental in that. You know, about a year ago, I said, uh, "Why don't we start a bicycle club after uh, like uh, one one day after school?" And I thought it was a great idea, and uh, I had some really good students who who are very enthusiastic about working on bicycles, customizing bicycles, and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, so you've got them now coming after school, going the, what, what are they doing? Okay, so what, what, what they do is, uh, they bring their own bicycles, or we also have uh, a lot of parts that uh, have been donated to us. We have extra wheels, extra seats, frames, that kind of stuff. So they, uh, they take the bicycles apart, and then basically customize them. You know, they, uh, they, uh, sometimes they, uh, uh, they make them the old way. Sometimes they go the, uh, for the most efficient, you know, the fastest bike. Okay, so they go for, but I, I talked to one of them who says he's putting together a cruiser. Yeah, yeah. Some, uh, it depends on the student, you know, uh, whatever their interest takes them. You know, somebody is working on a cruiser, and, but then, then we also have students who put, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a tricycle, you know, with the custom uh, uh, music box and, and that, that sort of thing. So, um, you, did you say music box? Yeah, yeah. They put like a little little uh, music amplifier or speakers and then they go cruising down the neighborhood and, you know, play music. Wow, and they can do that at school. They can put yeah, that together. Exactly. We, you know, we encourage that. Uh, I mean, because this, this way that... Uh, we get more students participating, and and you know it just it's just good for the morale of the school. It sounds good. So, um, but I hear that uh, it, there's not that many students doing it yet. Well, because uh, it it uh, this has been going on for about a year now, and depends. You know, we get students who are uh, 12 graders, and then they graduate, and then we recruit new students and stuff. But we don't have that many right now. But the interest is there. Yeah, well, um, I and I hope it, I can see it growing too. I mean, there's, I, you know, I teach near there at Carver, and I think, I, I mean, I've seen all these groups of kids on fixes. Yeah. So they're everywhere. Definitely, I think it's an excellent idea. Plus, the times, uh, the, you know, the times have changed. I remember, you know, I'm, I'm an old guy. You know, in the '60s and '70s, you know, if you were riding a bicycle, you, you know, you, know, you were a weirdo. But today, there's so many bicycle paths in LA, and uh, and it's environmentally friendly, and and all this stuff. And people are getting more and more interested in it. So, how about you? Are you putting together a bike for yourself? Oh yeah, I have a couple of bikes, but I'm more into like you know, uh, into Schwinn and that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. So, um, so yeah, Schwinn is the 
the Cadillac. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it, it's not a performance bike. It's not something you would go for racing and stuff. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, that, that looks good, and, and I, I enjoy that. Well, cool, Mark. Thank you for uh, being Oh, we got, a, we got a question here. Sure. Hi, Mark. I, uh, this is Chicken Leather. I'm kind of wondering, uh, what do you use for a resource when you get into something you don't understand or something? Are you using uh, uh, Sheldon's book or Sheldon Brown's book or what kind of, uh, kind we, of we, resource? Yeah. We use anything we can get our hands on. We, don't, we use Internet, whatever we can get. We get some old books and, and stuff like that. But uh, uh, Kelly Budding is really, you know, she's very organized and she can really uh, she helps us a lot, you know, we run into trouble and she, she jumps right on it and she figures out, calls people and, you know, and then they, uh, they call us and then we figure things out. Yeah, Kelly sounds like she's a real, uh, powerhouse. Oh, oh yeah, she, she's really great, you know, she loves the kids and, uh, you know, the kids, uh, I mean, it's amazing, you know, a, a lady in the shop that gets, no, they, they love her and also, um, the science teacher that we have, Trent Bellish, you know, he's also, I have to mention him because he does most of the time, he stays like really late after school and, uh, you know, he helps, he helps us a lot. Uh, sounds good. Here, we've got another question. Uh, yeah. Is there, is there any, any, any integration? You talked about science and stuff. Is there any integration to introduce concepts of like mathematics or anything Absolutely. else into what you do? Absolutely. We're working on it. That's why I, you know, I, I mentioned, uh, Kurt. You know, he teaches science, he's a full-time science teacher, and, and we're working on the integration of, uh, you know, of, of the elements of, of science. Uh, as a matter of fact, we're just beginning to work on a, on a stationary bike that, uh, uses an alternator from a car to, uh, to charge batteries and that kind of stuff. So, so that, that there are elements of, uh, electricity, uh, mechanical, uh, leverage, that kind of stuff, which we have to, Formalize. I mean, it's all there. We just have to formalize that on paper. Well, this sounds like a great program. Do you, are you aware of any schools that, that have a program like this in the area? Or um, not, not really. I mean, we would like to get in touch if we hear anybody. But uh, we are there at Jefferson, so, you know, put the word out there if anybody's interested. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be glad to uh, to cooperate, you know. Well, we will. We'll put we'll put the word out now. And, uh, thanks for calling in today, Mark. This is thank this is you so good. much. Okay, right, bye bye. Don't ride into the greatest places you could want to go. It was one of those days when you could see it coming Woke up confident that you'd hit the ground running It felt like love was on its way Just like you felt it yesterday 
Except you felt it every day since you were 20 Honey You were part of the team but you were playing solo Sunday afternoon bicycle polo A bunch of hipsters having fun But you were shining like the sun You stood so high above the pack It wasn't funny Honey Don't let them get inside Keep some for just yourself but honey, don't just sit alone up on that dusty shelf. Don't let them drag you down. Don't let them in your blood. Oh, honey, hold your ground. It's bound to come around. Yeah. That night. Okay, so we have Victor Gonzalez on the line. Victor is a student at Jefferson High School. How are you doing, Victor? Oh, I'm doing good. And we just talked to Miss Budding and Mr. Mendich, uh from your school. So yeah. maybe you could tell us your perspective about about the bike club. Um, yeah, well, um, I was always into, like, um, bikes and stuff like that. And, um... Well, um, I heard about, um, like, about one year ago, I heard about that in Jeff, they had a bike club. So I was really interested in it. So I, I searched around, and I found out that they did it um, Wednesdays after school. So I just decided to go to it, and I liked it a lot. Um, I learned lots of, lots of things, like how to fix bikes and um, how to, you know, every little detail to a bike, too. Like, what's your, what are some of the things you learned that you're kind of proud of? Oh, um, I learned how to, um, I guess, um, disarm the bike and put it back together piece by piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, um, um, what I really liked about it was, um, that this guy, um, Edward, that when I started, um, he was helping us, um, how to sand down the bike and paint them. So they, but wow, so they don't have like a like a fixed curriculum where they teach you this and then that and then that. No, it was um just some uh, um um a guy that was there and Mr. Manville. Well, we did all of this in Mr. Manville's room in the auto shop class after school. And um, there was this guy when I went in, um, and he was there and he was the one who taught us all these things. And what was his name? Um, Edward. I don't know his last name, but um, I think his wife works at as a volunteer in in our um go um SLB. Oh, was he was was Edward a real rider? Huh? No, no, I don't think so. Um, so what kind of biking do you do? What kind of stuff do you do around the neighborhood? You you have a cruiser? Yeah, I have a beach cruiser. But um, like I told you the other day, um, it's still not fixed because uh, I still need some parts of it. And do you have a speakers on it? Have a what? Well, Mr. Mendish was saying that, that, that some students put sound systems on their bikes. Oh, well, yeah, we were planning into doing that, but um, also one of the main problems is that we don't have that many parts mm -hmm. that we can use. And also, um, 
um, we we don't know that much um, of how to build them that much. Well, we're going to try to be like one of those home makeover shows and come in and, and get somebody to come in and, and give you some parts. Why do you keep oh, staring at me? That, that would be great. We got somebody in here from the bike oven, and I think they might they might uh, know somebody or be. You keep staring at me. Um, and uh, so, who else is there with you? Your friends from school? Um. Well, unfortunately, they could not make it. But the the other two of my friends were Jonathan um, Hernandez and um, Edwin Rodriguez. And they're working on their own bikes. You guys all? Yeah, they they worked on their own bikes, and we helped each other, and then. Edward also helped us how to get started, and then from there we did our own thing. All right, cool. Do, do they all have cruisers? No, they're more into um fixies. Right. I would think most people like like do you how did you get into cruisers and not a fixie? Well, it's because um uh, I'm kind of big, so <laughs> I really thought that um um fixies weren't my type of bike. So um, I thought, you know, because yeah. they're more, you know, for my weight type. Well, I mean, you know, that's good that you're an individual. Yeah. And uh, you're interested in comfort. Yeah. Well, um, anything else you can tell us about, you know, what, what is it? Do you like other classes at school? Does this increase your interest in school? Because maybe we can make a pitch to schools, you know, say this makes people like school more and you should have more bike clubs and fund it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, uh, they should, the all schools should have like a bike program or, or an arts program because it really shows you, um, oh, they, um, you learn how to do new things and new experiences. All right. Very good. Well, um, you know, anytime you want to come down to the show, come down and we're always interested in hearing about what, yeah, know, yeah. Youth, what's going on in youth culture. All right. Oh, we got a question here from Chicken Nugget here. Hold on. Hi, I'm I'm kind of wondering. Has uh, uh, give it? You know, when I was a kid, I I didn't have a driver's license, and, and let alone afford the insurance. But do you find that you have a certain amount of freedom with your bicycle getting around? And and the other question is, do you ride this to school, or is there a problem? Well, one of oh, there are some problems to it because, um, like a lot of people, um, they get their bikes stolen, so that's also a problem. Uh huh. So yeah. Do you think about locks and 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 maybe a little more secure area? Yeah, that, that's what um we, we have a bike rack, but um it, it was not really that safe because um there um some people they well they they stole their bikes when they were locked up in the bike rack. And also we're thinking of like um designing our own um idea to a bike rack and building it ourselves. I like that idea. We we actually yeah. have a friend of mine that works in steel. He might be able to uh, assist you in that. Oh, that's uh, that would be great. Okay. So we'll we'll get your information from Nick here, and we'll we'll try and uh, get back to you on that. Hey, uh, uh, so uh, j- just just as a, a point of departure here, do you do you find that uh, do you have any kind of hopes for uh, your bike program or anything? What what do you want it to do in the future? Well, I, uh, what I, I would like that if people could like donate bikes or parts they don't need, or like more people to join the club. Sounds That's great. Here's Nick again. All, All right, right, Victor. Well, I I think we did a good, pretty good job, so we can wrap it up. All right.
And uh, thank you for calling in on your Saturday. All right. Cool. All right. Take care. All right. There's a bicycle that took hold right You carry the moon across the sky That is a lie The moon is a part From long ago That isn't true, it's all of our mason jar so we can
Mike Young on the phone from his, from uh, West Town Bikes. How you doing, Mike? In Chicago. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. All right. Um, hey, we're windy here too. So, West Town Bikes is a really important organization. Can you describe it? And you guys are going to the Bike Summit in New York City, so it's a great tie-in. And you work with kids. It's, this is the perfect phone call. Yeah, it is the perfect phone call. I'm on the phone, so <laughs> that that adds to its juiciness. That's the spirit. So, um, yeah, West Town Bikes does a lot. I can't really take much credit for it. I got it. I started getting involved in, a, in it about two years ago. It was started back in 2004 um, when Alex Wilson uh, started an after-school earn-a-bike program, and it really took off from there. It's been uh, slowly or fast or quickly growing since then, um, just re- really focused on uh, community work. And um, if you don't know Chicago, it's uh if you're downtown Chicago and you go about four miles, uh three three or four miles west, uh it's a neighborhood. Um you know, uh right right in the heart of uh really kind of in the center of the physical city. And it's not called West Town, is it? The neighborhood actually is called West Town. West Town, uh the neighborhood is fairly small. Um, the, the neighborhoods around us are Humble Park, uh, Wicker Park, that dumb movie was, uh, uh, named after. Okay. Um, Logan Square. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I visited you guys recently. Logan Square is like the, it's like the hipster place, right? It's a little bit of a hipster spot. Um, it's being held down by everything from, uh, uh Puerto Rican, Mexican, um, Injected white families, kind of, uh, urban trendsetters. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a real healthy sprinkling of, uh, what, what people would call hipsters. Which but I think I, most I, people, I, I'm remembering who I'm talking to now. I think if you and I rode by, uh, people would chuckle and, uh, make some sort of hipster comment if they didn't know us. <laughs> well, I, I laugh out loud. Um, but no, but I mean, I, I appreciate, uh, uh, hipster, Cuisine and culture and and everything. I mean, I'm I don't mean to you know deprecate or whatever. Absolutely. But, but I didn't and, know there was hipster cuisine. I'll try it as soon as I find out. It's great. Um, so you're going to the youth summit, and so I thought we could talk about you know your work with young people and your why. What are you going to do over there at the youth summit? Really stoked about the youth summit. Um, Liz Clarkson uh, worked. Walked and hard to get 
um, primarily girls' bike club is going. Uh, there's four girls from our bike club going to the Youth Bike Summit. Um, and it's super exciting. I feel, I feel bad talking about it because of how much work Liz has put into it. I'm, I'm going, uh, chaperoning, instructing, mentoring, teaching, whatever I can do to fill in, um, uh, the excitement that's generated by Liz and Girls Bike Club. In short, um, West Town really focuses on developing youth into, into adults, um, that will create the kind of community that I think everybody would want to live in. Some place that's safe, uh, some place that's healthy, um, you know, and when I say healthy, I mean physically, emotionally, socially, mm-hmm. uh, a place that is uh, dynamic and can grow. You know, a uh, bicycle is, is just the perfect engine for working with people. Uh, the bike's going to be around long after humans are gone. All right. Well, um, so did I, did I meet you? Do you remember me coming and we met? You did a tour, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did That's you right. have a bucket bike? Uh, what, a, a bucket bike? Uh, yeah. What kind of bike were you riding? I know. I borrowed a bike. It was like a racing bike. I felt okay. Like yeah. Yeah. I think you and I met. Okay. So you remember the bike? Yeah. That's you know. I uh, often, often I remember the bike. <laughs> yeah. So we got a question here. Well, so if if a kid shows up to work with you guys, what? Well, how do you? Quote, engage them? Uh, well, Westtown does a lot of different programming. Um, some of our outdoor programming is we have bike club running uh, every day, Monday through Friday. Um, and how do we engage them? Uh, they find out about us. A lot of, a lot of times they find out from a, uh, another uh, kid that they're friends with or that they know in school. Or a lot of times people are just walking by our door. We're in a spot that's uh, got some pretty heavy family traffic, at least. Um, and we engage them by, you know, opening up the door. The, the shop is a safe, fun, um, cool place to be. Um, you know, if you're if you're not going to act like a jerk, um, the shop is an is an awesome place to get engaged in everything from, you know, maybe you need help putting your resume together, uh, to maybe you need help finding a job. Uh, over the past couple months, we, we seem to be, uh, bringing in a lot of people that are just struggling to finish up high school. Um, you know, and they need some healthy words and they need some healthy direction to get into the right school and to finish up. Um, you know, so we, we engage them by having a real dynamic crew of people that work there. Everything from me, uh, you know, a 35 year old dude that's lived in the, you know, Chicago his whole life just loves bikes. Loves working with kids, loves racing, uh, to Lester Pabon and people like Kayla Story who are younger, uh, uh, Latin, fun, uh, you know, I have no tattoos, they have tons of tattoos. Like, so we've got, we spread the gamut and, and the door's open. That's the, I think that's the biggest thing. The door is open, uh, if you're gonna act responsibly. We want you to come in and work with us. Well, no, okay, so you mentioned a couple of times about acting responsibly. Do you have, because I'm a teacher in L.A., do you have behavior management issues over there with uh, 
Well, um, I think every urban community, you know, when you pack thousands of young people into a certain area, uh, you're going to have some uh, issues with behavior, ma- behavior management. Like, that's a real technical term. Um, uh, that's why I was just saying people acting like jerks. This community uh, sees a lot of gang violence. It sees a lot of theft. Um, but it also has one of the most beautiful parks in any big city in the U.S. Uh, it has tons and tons of opportunity. And what we want to do, you know, we could go and work with the community, uh, you know, a kind of a fenced, wealthy community, and we could help those people too. Um, but we get way more bang for our buck and working in a community that will approach you, which is, you know, th- that's what this area is like. It's kind of like, it's kind of, it's Brooklyn, but not as dense and more grass and trees. Huh. Um, uh, so, yeah, a big part of it is, you know, we, we have a lot of opportunities at West Town Bikes. If we're going to um, spend a lot of time working with someone, uh, there has to be a level of self-respect and, and other people. Yeah, another thing is the shop is full. We have a lot of activity a lot of the time. It isn't it isn't uh, uncommon for Lester to be running bike club and have 15 to 20 um, youth in there. And these aren't people that are scheduled to come. These are people that know about bike club. They know what opportunities are there, and they choose to come there. Um, and hopefully we're giving people something to choose to do rather than the quote-unquote standing on the corner. So what kind of advice can you give to Jefferson High School and their own? Do you work with schools over there? Yeah, we have programs running in um, schools all throughout the city. Uh, we try to keep it as close to the shop as possible because you can have the most impact when you're able to talk to someone's parents, when you're able to go over to their house and see how they're doing. Um, suggestions for Jefferson. Um, as I was listening, I, I heard a lot of enthusiasm, and I also heard a lot of people mention that they need parts. Well, bicycles aren't expensive, and people should donate uh, enough components and you know, maybe some complete bikes to keep many, many uh, people busy, interested, engaged, and also everybody should have a bike. Um, it's 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 insane to me uh, that you know when you're going through high school, you take driver's ed, um, but there's no there's no bike club? How is that? What Do we expect every one of our, our, our kids going through high school to somehow buy a car? Um, no, I don't think we should expect that, but we should expect and foster the fact that every single kid in high school uh, and, you know, and come through middle school should have a bike to get around, um, to get to school. Right. To exercise, to race, you know, this is a no-brainer. Right. So for those schools, they should organize donation drives. Um, one big push over a, over a weekend uh, can probably collect enough and keep everybody busy for a long time. That is a great idea. And I'm, I think Kelly Budding's listening over Jefferson. Um, hopefully, we can do that. Uh, we... Um, you know, we're lucky enough to be in Chicago, and there's, there's millions of people here. So there's a lot of bikes, and there's a lot of parks. Um, in communities where there might not be as many bikes, 
a lot of times you have to go outside of that community and go to a different area to do donations. Um, if you're trying to help someone on your block, a lot of times it's your block that needs help. So I encourage those people to kind of reach out, um, find someone to donate a truck, fill that truck with bikes, and find somewhere to, to store it. Yeah, great idea. Thanks, Mike. Absolutely. Um, so, what else? What else is, is going on? Well, you, um, you mentioned Youth Bike Summit, and I think that's, I, I only got to listen to your show for about 30, 40 minutes. Um, uh, I know you had Recycle a Bicycle on, and they're, uh, organizing that. I think everybody should get excited about that. Everybody with access to it, uh, go check it out. There's going to be a lot of really awesome people. Um, that are going to be making changes in communities, um, and, and I shouldn't say going to be, are, will be, and, and much further down the road, will be making changes in the communities that we live in. Um, I'm really excited about it. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm real lucky to have the opportunity to have some family that lives in Brooklyn, so I'm able to do it really inexpensively. Um, and I'm stoked about that. So, like, how can we get, you know, your listeners, uh, interested in that and focused on supporting that because this is a big this is a big event and maybe, it's uh, maybe you could broadcast from there say that again maybe you could broadcast from there uh, we could you know, set it up so that you could actually we could do a show from there that would be neat yeah. you know there's going to be there's a lot of stuff there that's going to be video uh, picture and audio worthy mm-hmm. um I actually just found out about some roller races. I'm going to try to get out there and break some legs on Friday. Um, uh, you other people's legs? Uh, His own legs. Well, hopefully, because if I break my leg, <laughs> yeah. then I wouldn't be able to win the race. Right. So that's what they tell you in the theater. Right? Um, well, yeah. So roller races. That's like ghost races. Is it the same thing? Um, rollers ghost? are a uh, stationary. You, you put right. your bike on them. They so, call them... Uh, for, for training. Oh, gold sprints. Gold sprints, sorry, gold sprints. Yeah, gold sprints is what it's called a lot. We yeah. do that a lot here in Chicago as a shop. A tiny rocket that hosts that kind of event a lot. So, yeah, I'd like to keep in touch with you and see if we could do maybe a broadcast from there. Um, if you want to help us set it up. But, Absolutely. That'd great. be exciting. Great. And uh, here's Chicken Leather Hi. from a Bike Oven here in LA with a question. Hi, Mike. Hey man. Hey, it's windy out here. It feels like we're in Chicago today. But uh, uh dude, it's like forty five here today. It's totally lame. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not cold enough. Global warming, baby. <laughs> but uh one yeah. of one of the things you mentioned earlier on was uh about uh women being involved in your organization. We we have a, a group of women here that are starting out called the uh, ovarian cyclists and everybody thinks that they're they're uh gay and everything and all this other stuff not that that's a bad thing but what they're trying to do what we're trying to do is uh uh they want to they wanted an extra role within the community and stuff they want to feel safe enough they, and i'm wondering have you done anything or started a program that made it safer maybe a women's night or something that that sort of engaged uh females on on uh sort of a safety issue as opposed to just Saying, "Hey, we want more girls," and then not treating them as people. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, and um, you know, it's called Girls Bike Club, um, but it arguably maybe it should be called Women's Bike Club uh, because 
I sometimes a 30 year old woman doesn't want to be called a girl, but there, you know, uh, there's a lot of, uh, a lot of things that we've done. Um, Wednesday afternoon is, uh, women and trans open shop, transgender open shop, um, at Westtown. What that does is it gives, um, women and trans a, a place to go where they know, you know, bike shops can be real throw shows. They can be real duty, you know. Yeah. Um, it gives women fest. a spot where they know they can go, they can go, um, no judgment, completely safe. Um, and, and that, that's the open door. Um, I'm a big fan of open doors. Um, I love tearing fences down literally and figuratively. Um, so that's, that's the entrance. And then the club, uh, which meets after, uh, afterwards or, or actually, I'm sorry, usually before open shop. Um, when you put, uh, women into groups of like-minded women, they become very powerful very quickly. Um, you know, some of the things they can do be safe and some of the things they already do. I wonder if Liz Larson was just going to punch me in the eye, because these are, these are her words and these are her ideas, by the way. Um, you know, they ride in groups. Um, they, you know, they educate each other and they role play with each other about, you know, what to do when some someone's being ignorant, you know, whether it's catcalling or whether it's something more aggressive. Um, these women are usually in better shape. Um, and if you're riding a bike in the city, you're going to be much more likely to fight back and to stand up for yourself than if you're sitting on the couch. Um, so they're really, they're empowering each other and it's a big age range. Um, and it's really awesome. I get a little jealous of it sometimes, uh, because they look cool and we look bummed sometimes. And when I say we, I'm talking about me, my friends and my, my close cyclists cycling comrades um you know and there's a style there's a style flair with them and with us it's just like tights and tall socks so they do a lot of things to empower each other and uh to make each other safe uh yeah i mean i i know there's that phenomenon where like here at the bike kitchen there's a uh, bicycle bitchin um i guess monday nights or i think it's and uh you know you just feel like as you walk by you know you you can't go in and you just sort of stand there for a minute feeling about that. <laughs> but, um. Oh man, well, well, I'm sure you don't mind that small sacrifice to give people the space they, they need. No. And we have, uh, Chicks on Bikes, which is, uh, the, uh, women's show on Bike Talk. Um, on the last Saturday of every month. So maybe we can hook that up with you guys. My girlfriend is pretty pro at riding in high heels. I don't know what that does to the community, but I think it's awesome. Really? Um, yeah. It's funny you should mention that because we always think of like uh, the bike community having specialized bike gear and static. I think that most of the women I know are, are bikes to get to work and, and what have you. So they're expanding that avenue of uh, using their bike more as like transit. And uh, it's funny you should mention heels because there's a, there's a group of women that say they they can't walk in some of the shoes they ride their bike on, but <laughs> riding a bike is fun. So I, I think that's cool. Maybe that's a trend. Yeah, well, well you know, I think it's about us bashing down these misconceptions. You know, like, what's easier?
easier to get around Chicago, a car, the bus, or a bike? Like, most people would think it's a car, but that's ridiculous. You know, and it's ridiculous to think that you can't ride a bike in awesome, you know, sexy shoes. Well, I'm going to try to go to work. Uh, I haven't done it yet, but because I have a really long uh, commute through the middle of the city, and I'm going to try to do it in uh, nice clothes on Monday when I go back to work. You know, I've been, uh, lately I've been trying to dress it up for the shop. I don't, I, I don't think it's gone, uh, too unnoticed, but, uh, I think all of us guys can, uh, maybe wash our hands one extra time a day. <laughs> and, uh, I'm, I'm shopping around. I think I'm going to buy a couple of shirts that have buttons on the front. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're inspiring me. This is, uh, like. Do it, man. Yeah. It's pretty, cause it's the new year. This is awesome. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and it's like the, you know, the, we're more powerful together type phenomenon, but just with clothes. We are. You can't ignore a large group, whether you're the president of the United States or some gangbanger trying to mess with some people. You can't ignore a, a big group of people. And especially if these people are, are, are like, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, intelligent thinkers. Mm-hmm. Um, and nobody's going to get in uh, our way if we want to wear some corduroy and, you know, maybe comb our hair. That's right. No, nothing's stopping us. Um, well, okay, cool. Anything else? No, that's I it. Mean, I, I know that's my time. that's my journalistic question. Um, but uh, well, I really would like to do this. It's next week, huh? The youth summit. Yeah, I'll be there on Friday. All right, so let's get in touch then and and talk about what's and maybe broadcast from there. Yeah, I'm I'm down for that. I've uh, I definitely look forward to that. Cool. All right. Well, if you can hold on, I'll get your the best contact info. Cool. Thanks, Mike. Take care. We got the ejector ride. What a wicked combination. Grenada, Chicago, everybody ride. So put your feet to the pedal and your waist to the base. And everybody let me see you start a new race. Get real comfortable, your feet them on the pedal. And everybody when your body base to the treble. And everybody know, we went in anyhow. You dance for the people them, ha-ha. Uh-huh.
talk studio at uh kill radio and also kpfa on the podcast and um yeah uh, a little bit of a different format run right now what we're going to do now is listen to a little bit more of the um the cal california bike summit we had here that addressed some of the issues with uh not only uh infrastructure among the uh the uh coalition the bike coalitions within the california area but uh they also addressed this youth summit, and I, I think they were the first ones to suggest this along the lines of increasing ridership. Um, let's listen in right now to uh, a little bit of that here on uh, Bike Talk. And then somebody already said uh, uh, bicycle manufacturers and bicycle shops. You put it in that shell, you put two buses. I don't know that much now, but it is a What other allies? Somebody mentioned some. Boy Scouts? Boy Scouts. Boys and Girls Clubs. Boys and Girls Clubs. Those of you who just tuned in, this is some of the uh, workshops that they were breaking out at the uh, California uh, Bike Coalition Summit that they had uh, 
last November, and as you're listening to, people are just brainstorming wildly about this youth summit. Isn't this fantastic? It is Kill Radio and uh, KPFK on the podcast for Bike Talk. Let's listen in some more. Segway crowd. It's out there. The segways are out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I draw the line. I have to focus on cycling to see what it's like. You can still be doing that. Hopefully, that's more people. You know, there's already a lot of people walking up there. Continue walking. I mean, it's a question. Yeah, then you're going to do the issue of skateboards. Right. And skaters and scooters. Okay. And I'm a vote for multi-mode. I think it's a I could go either way, but it would depend on where our focus is on. The goal is to get people learn how to not use your car and all the way to turn into that. Our goal is to enhance the bike industry or bike advocacy. I would hope to narrow it down and encourage the industry and the collaborative way to do something that belongs to the board. It depends where our own goal is. It's a question that can be answered later, right? I, I think it can be. Yeah. Let's just say it's a question that we need to be answered. Yes. Well, uh, we're pretty close to junior college, uh, city college, rather, and I see more, far more skateboarders going down the street than regular bicycles. Because these kids can ride a skateboard down and then they just pick it up and roll the bus. But I see a lot of skateboarders going down the street. By including all the models, there's mostly skateboarders, walkers, and bicycles. So you have to like make bike focus. Well, transition is a gateway. Yeah. There's a uh, there's a couple of yeah. things that are on here. I how much does this campaign increase bicycles? That's something that we need to Yeah. Plus yeah. and minus. How does this help hurt allies? We're going to talk about allies. Oh, uh, we didn't talk about. Them. We didn't talk about something. Oh, you can be sure there would be some Yeah. But those are, I mean, that also falls into Alex. 
I think uh, it goes back to what I'm sorry, what Bruce brought up, which is you bring a bunch of kids together and the opportunity to try to talk a lot more about this. Uh, it's inevitable. A lot more pride. I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but there's a question of not that that's a bad thing, right? Who's going to supervise? Who's going to be responsible? I mean, there was there was a, a one of our high schools had a field trip, and on the field trip, the kids were possible to go, and it blew up all the overnight field trips for all the kids in school. Because that's what happens when that is and, and I'm not saying that adults don't do that too, because they do, but alcohol is their legal age to make a decision of their own. So do we want to start with some issues? Nothing yeah, yeah. Let's because we're almost out of time. A way that you could address the problem of the youth being unsupervised and also educating parents is having parents and parents who want it there so the parents are in separate rooms, like how someone talked about before. But I, I know there was a bike coalition that actually started an education program where they said for parents, come and learn how to teach your kids bike safety skills, but it's really to actually teach the parents the skills. Um, and this is a great yeah. way to like reach this parent demographic and, and have them all on the sidelines learning about that. However, if you're talking about high school kids, then you want them to be Well, I mean, it could be a separate session for the parents. Yeah. Uh, just because I think there's a big key up there, and that's learn from uh, other bike youth conferences, such as New York City. Yeah, we have that They up figured out a way to go. Yeah, we have that on the Yeah, and that's why I'm saying it's up there. But well, other issues that are going to come up in the funding, funding, yes, and sponsorship. Other issues. Second standard representation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Finding locations. Yeah. And what was the other one? Fair representation. Transportation. Are you going to get them? You're all right. September. September. September rolls around. We got three. <laughs> 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 okay, so that was. So, yeah, that was. Uh, California the, Bikes Summit. Yeah, and um, I know that uh, Jim Brown has been. Uh, he was instrumental. He was the communications uh, um, director, and he ha we had him here on the show. And he he was uh, just uh, full of inspiration and 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 this was so this was an insight the, the into breakout, this event. breakout meeting. Yeah, these are the breakout meetings that, that what? where we we saw this little uh, uh, youth biking. This was actually about just getting more ridership, uh, and I, I think uh, Ron Milan actually addressed. Uh, membership and and things like fundraising which are always kind of tied in together but this was kind of separate from that it was the idea that uh you you how to engage youth and you saw how they were going through all the different groups that you might be able to to use in this and he was you, you heard about uh, just how there's certain parts of of just transportation within things i know that we've discussed it here a, a couple of times that uh there's certain issues with liability this is school board uh, and um, things in the Los Angeles area are still latched onto. It's almost like they're living this reality from the this this lull in the 1970s and 80s when it was all about oh we we can't do this because we'll get sued. Oh we can't do this. And I'm wondering if and when 
it's going to change back to uh, an earlier time when you could let your kids go to school and stuff mm-hmm. on their bicycle. And, and I think a lot of it presents itself with a, with a couple things. One, we, we hear the sensationalized news about what happens to kids that are abducted. And the other thing is, too, we, we sort of hear the idea. It's like, oh, it's horrible to ride on these streets because they're just so, uh, you know, speeding, speeding, hit and run people and all sorts of stuff like that. I think we have to get to a point where we have to improve the safety of the city, if only for our kids, or I'm saying kids like I got kids, our safety for the next generation as opposed to just the, yeah, the youths here. The youths, yes. Yeah, but I, uh, always, I always feel like I'm being too careful when I say the I, youths. I'm being, reason, yeah, I'm, I'm also being careful because I'm sure other people have uh, a, a certain amount of uh, reality uh, with, without injecting a lot of opinion in this. Uh, that they look at this as like, well, why do why do I have to make it safer or something? I think inherently we make, we all make it safer if if I mean it's safer for all of us if we make it safer for bicycles. I think that's the okay. big thing so, that we miss. So um, the uh, I I don't miss it, but I mean people miss. Possibility of us actually broadcasting from Youth Summit next weekend. Yes. Um, we're we're looking into that now for for you, our listener, because we know that they're going to be some issues raised here that you might be uh, um, want to hear. And so that's a possibility. We're looking into it. And um, Chicken Leather, you were going to do a calendar. Do you want me to... I, I, well, this is a brief calendar. I know a couple of items, and, and in fact, I was going to get on uh, uh, the Midnight Riders website and see what, what ra- right, cool. writing was doing, but I know of, of one in particular, and everybody always goes... But let, me, let, me put on, uh, let me put on some music to have underneath the calendar. Oh, okay. We're going to put some music underneath the calendar. <laughs> Why do you... No, I like music. Yeah, like music. All right. So we're going to put the bike song on. Um, but you've gone away. I'm I'm noticing some Smirch Saturdays, which I have no idea what that is. There's a ride to the beach that's going on today too, and there's an arcade in the arcade ride. We're going to tell you more about these rides specifically in just a few seconds. Also, for all you people who think that they have what what's in them, it's race two, the Coaster Break Challenge going on. That's right. Sunday morning, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. You might have to get up if you live. Not in the valley and right out to the valley to participate in this thing. There's a meet time of 7 o'clock and a race time of about 8. So we meet at one of the Starbucks and race at 8. And the big reason, they said, are you guys being sponsored by Starbucks? I do not think so. But Starbucks gives you, and this is the big deal. They made a big deal of it. Starbucks gives you refills. The coffee bean charges you a oh, dollar. Okay, before... I got, a plug. I got a plug to make, too. I don't know why you gave Starbucks a plug. No, I did. 
It's just that they don't charge for their things. They're they're increasing their prices like everybody else, but at least they're not charging for it. <laughs> but you know what? If we got sponsorship, hey, we talk about you like media whores we are. It is Kill Radio and KPFK on the Bike Talk podcast. I am. I am going to get back to those rides. I know that the Alter Ego ride is coming up. Uh, because people are getting back into town and they're just itching literally to, to race or get out there and check it out. Um, some of the secret corridors in Los Angeles. And I thought this was, when's the 11th? Isn't that coming up the 12th? This is coming up in a while. Um, but they're going to meet at 9 o'clock on the 12th uh, at Chateau Park now. I think that's because Noah lives over here and he's been leading the rides. Uh, I'm trying to get to the Smurfs Sundays here. Let's see if this is it. Smurfs Sunday. This thing is just slow, that's all. I would like to do a little plug for Jeff Samber's book. Jeff Samber is a bike author. He wrote uh-huh. a book called Demons on the Diagonal. And everybody should check out this book about how he, to celebrate his retirement from being a firefighter, he went from San Diego to Maine and he, uh, um, he had all these adventures. So it's called Destroying Demons on the Diagonal, a firefighter San Diego to Maine bicycle ride into retirement. It's available on Amazon. Great. The, the Smashing Saturday, I said Smurf Sunday, it's Smashing Saturday is tonight from 7.30 to 8. Uh, they're going to meet at the Hat in Monterey Park at 2300 South Atlantic Boulevard. So it's that kind of a side of town uh, ride. Um, the pace is going to be medium to spicy, and they've got food on the middle of their site. So I'm thinking at some point they might have to stop and uh, get some uh, sustenance. Uh they say bring a tube pump, cash, maybe a little water, lights. Oh yeah, and uh, some goodwill. But that's right. that remains to be said. Uh, I thought there was a uh, brewery ride today going on about three o'clock over at the Flying Pigeon slash Bike Oven. That's at thirty seven oh six North Figueroa. That'd be three o'clock today. Even if there's not, I think we should actually check it out. Isn't it the first Saturday one? I think it is. That would mean it's yeah. a brewery ride. Yeah, that is so. today. So, uh, brewery ride goes to a a small uh, brewery. You know, it's kind of funny because I saw on the news that uh, you know this this idea of all the big beer companies have lost a lot of money to. That's right, the small independent, what we would call uh, uh, local kind of uh, uh, sort of. I'm trying to, I'm not thinking of it in terms of food. It'd be like, uh, um, sort of. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're doing it too. Those, uh, those tomatoes that, that, uh, yes. Uh, like, what are you saying? Like a microbrewery? Not, not the one. Yeah, it's the microbrewery kind of right, but it's, it's more like, uh, they're using, uh, uh, traditional sources of, uh, of brewing and. Homebrew. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Smaller, independent kind of things. I know that the Eagle Rock Brewery has come out with their holiday line, and hopefully there'll be some stuff left over. Uh, That's know, usually I, where we go, but we've gone to a couple other different breweries. If you breweries. ever go down there, can you bring back the keg that I got for last year's Bike Talk Benefit? I have not returned it since last January. And to where? Me. Eagle Rock Brewery. I, wh- where's the keg? It's my house. Oh, I'm not going to go over to your house just to drag it all the way over there. Oh. I mean, maybe I will today if you really want. Really? Is there still beer in it? 
<laughs> then it's empty. Sure. We'll talk about it. All right. Well, anyway, as, as we clear this up. So uh, that, that was like a commercial for Eagle Rock Brewery, too. No, it's not. No, it's fine. We no, it's not. I, 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 we are not receiving any kind of, of, of either sustenance or any kind of uh, uh, perks. or This isn't like like football or anything or sports or anything. This isn't a program to to enrich us that we're using to... You know, yeah, but I'm thinking maybe if we anything. start... But we should. If yeah. we start plugging these places, maybe then they'll start, you know... Absolutely. ...supporting us. Uh, well, we did an interview with the guy from the brewery, but we won't talk about that right now. Anyway, uh, the other thing is there's a ride three to the beach, and that's today's Saturday. It's actually starting in a little bit. I think it may have started already. And it's... Uh, it's a birthday ride, uh, early birthday for Helen Meow and a couple other people. And that rolled out, uh, they're going to Redondo Beach, but it rolled out. And of course, there's a phone number here. They were leaving Santa Monica and Vermont, uh, just, uh, a few minutes ago. They probably just left or they, or they left 30 minutes ago. And you're going, well, how the hell am I going to get a hold of these people? Well, we have a phone number and we're going to read it to you. 323-381-8579 if you want to get a hold of somebody. This is uh, somebody going in the ride to the beach ride. You can probably catch them and uh, either intersect them or find them out there. Uh, it's also on Midnight Riders if you have a smartphone, so you probably could text them and, and hang out that way and get a hold of them. Okay, let me try another plug for Destroying Demons on the Diagonal by Jeff Samberg, uh, available at Amazon. Can't we just live with the demons? I guess not. Well, you don't have to necessarily... You, maybe you could convert the demons into useful yeah, citizens. I, I don't think it's like we're out there singing orbital songs, you know, but... But he had some demons Maybe you'll destroyed. regret things you haven't done if you, if you know the song. Yeah, right. Anyway, this is, this is good. See, I think we I'm all have to, demons. I'm trying to do like little commercials. I understand that. Are you going to add that to your cart? Or are you going to sell it back, your copy? Well, huh? he actually said he'd give me a free copy if I <laughs> mentioned it on you. Ooh, ooh, so we're going to sell it back. No, I'm just kidding. But but see, this is the point. He does have a book for sale on Amazon, but we're not advocating that. But we, we like his, uh, let's just say, his, his sense of where his uh, heart is in this. Right. Um, but uh, it, it's funny because I, I've been reading a lot more about the about bikes and some of the magazines and, and what they cover and stuff and, it, and it's uh it's funny because they were doing a history of mountain biking and some of the names that come up in that and it's the same kind of sentiments about like how, how do you not necessarily uh dismantle infrastructure but uh sort of contribute to the same well-being of the city or something to to re-scope it and it's not like city planning or what are you talking about? Nation planning. Well, it's the same idea. This guy is is looking at uh, his, his he's going cross country. He's actually trying to find the viewing the nation as a as a nation. And I'm wondering um, if indeed uh, bike riding is the best way to get cross country. You're talking um, about Jeff Sam, yeah, author of Destroying yeah. Demons on the on the Diagonal. Absolutely. Uh, Firefighters San Diego to Maine bicycle I, ride into retirement. I'm sure it wasn't. He wasn't knocking out this thing to get in fit 10 days or 15 days, right? It, right. It took a little bit of time. Yeah. So there might have been another agenda there, too. What do you mean? You mean like the agenda would be to, besides destroying demons, it would also be to 
I, I think it's an examination. It's almost like a road trip, isn't it? Well, he also, yeah, of course, he also stopped at like all these uh, baseball stadiums. That's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, he's a he's a fan, and he almost died. He had to have plastic surgery. Yeah, he he got hit, right? Yeah, yeah. Which is a thing about safety, making it safe. But well, uh, I I. He did this before there was. I, I'm wondering. We got to have him back on and talk to him about some of the routes he took. Yeah, it's twelve. It is twelve, which usually means the end of our show. All right. Then. We're, we're gonna. I guess we are ending. Yeah, <laughs> so maybe I'll see you over at the bike oven today. Great. And next week we'll we'll let you know during the week here at Kill Radio and KPFK on the webcast where we're going to be doing the broadcast next week. If not, please feel free to tune in to Bike Talk next week, and we'll talk to you then. Have more about bike issues in the community. Thank you. This is Chicken Leather, and this is Nick. And April left, but we wish her well. Bye. Uh-huh.